0: In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the sweet fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Good morning, dear children of God, and welcome to Tuesday of the 11th week in the ordinary time of the this year. Today being the 20th day of June 2023, let us invoke the person of the Holy Spirit to come dwell in us. Come, 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 Holy Ghost, come. Come, 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 Holy Ghost, come. Holy Ghost, come. Oh, come, oh, come. Holy Ghost, come. Oh, come, oh, come, 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 come. Dear friends in Christ, the title of my homily today is Generosity Pays. Generosity Pays. The first reading today is taken from the second letter of St. Paul to the Corinthians, chapter 8, from verse 1 to verse 9. And the Gospel reading is taken from the Gospel according to Matthew, chapter 5, from verse 43 to verse 48. Now, in the readings of today, there is a whole lot of emphasis on the place of generosity in our Christian living. And there cannot be generosity except the heart is firstly given generously, unreservedly, and willingly to God Almighty. It is from such a heart that there could be true, genuine show of generosity and kindness. A heart that has not been truly and sincerely offered to God cannot be generous. Whatever it does in the guise of generosity will be in view of what it stands to gain. A generous heart gives without expecting anything in return. In fact, St. Paul tells us more about how handsomely, sincere generosity pays He tells us in the first reading today, We want you to know, brethren, about the grace of God which has been shown in the churches of Macedonia. For in a severe test of affliction, their abundance of joy and their extreme poverty have overflowed in a wealth of liberality on their part. For they gave according to their means, as I can testify, and behold, their means and beyond their means, of their own free will, begging us earnestly for the favor of taking part in the relief of the saints, and this not as we expected, but first. They gave themselves to the Lord and to us by the will of God. Accordingly, we have urged Titus that as he had already made a beginning, he should also complete among you this gracious work. You see, these Macedonians, these Christians, in Macedonia, in their affliction, in their poverty, in their lack, in their want, in their challenges, in their trying times, saw the need to understand, to share in the pains of the early Christian disciples and apostles. And they donated generously to support these early Christian preachers who were in need according to their means and willingly so. For they have offered their heart and their will to God Almighty. And this explains why this level of generosity and sincerity could flow from them. And now St. Paul attested that they lived in wealth because of their generosity. Now they didn't give this. With a view to becoming wealthy. It is just the natural cause of generosity paying off. Beloved children of God, many are frustrated today in giving, because instead of giving from a generous heart, the heart that is, has been offered to God firstly and willingly so, they give from a heart of expectation, a business heart. They see they are giving as an investment. Maybe by giving to the pastors and to the priests, God will answer their prayers. And we don't see that prayer answered in their own terms because most often God answers our prayers, but because they are not answered in our own terms, we believe they are not yet answered. When these prayers are not answered in their own terms, they become frustrated. Beloved children of God, those who have had their hearts sincerely offered to God, they learn to understand more with their priests and their pastors in their moments of difficulties and trials. You know, I don't know if you have noticed that it is very, very easy for us to see the flaws and the faults of our the pastors of our souls, the priests, the religious leaders, and we rarely see their plights. Most often we are blinded to their plights, and even when we see, we are rarely moved to do anything to relieve them of their plights, of their challenges and their troubles. But we are quick to take actions about their flaws and their faults. At least we don't hesitate talking about them most instances. And again, this is not to generalize that all Christians do this. But most often, you see those who have this tendency to be more those who have given up their effort for righteousness. They dwell in sin. But those who make effort to live a godly life, righteous life, they are more moved to give a helping hand to those of their ministers. The ministers of the gospel, who may be going through challenges, even in their times of flaws, limitations, and shortfalls, they come readily to help rather than to condemn. Their children of God, generosity, peace, and it is only those who are firstly giving willingly their heart to God that can give their material resources for the support of their fellow human beings. The children of God, St. Paul goes on to tell us, now, as you excel in everything, and he was careful to highlight some of them, in faith, in utterance, in knowledge, in all earnestness, and in your love for us, see that you excel in this gracious work also. Again, many ministers today, as long as they see their flock, Excelling materially and particularly when they share in this wealth of their flock. They really care about the salvation of the souls of their flock. We have it as a responsibility that we ensure that our flock do not only excel in material things, in faith, in their utterances, in knowledge, in earnestness, but also in the gracious work of God. Inasmuch as they excel in their love and care for us, we must also ensure that they excel in the graciousness of the work of God, lest, in their excelling in their love for us, they derail and we ourselves aid them in derailing from the way of the work of graciousness, the work of God, the work of salvation. If we are concerned about their generosity and kindness towards us alone, we won't know when we and they lead the right track, often even aided by us, their ministers, the children of God. Therefore, today God challenges all of us, the ministers and the flock alike, to firstly rededicate our hands to God without any reservation and without any um, insincerity so that from such a heart that has been offered unto God, we can become sincerely generous towards one another. Because even as pastors of souls, there is need for us to be pastorally generous towards our flock and even materially generous too. Because our salvation must be holy salvation must be integral for the salvation Christ come, came to offer us It's not one-sided, it's not one-dimensional, it touches both the soul and the body. And so our pastoral generosity must carry on board both the body and the soul, the care for the body and care for the soul. And that is why Jesus challenges us today that we must become better than the Pharisees and the scribes. We must go to the point of being able to love even our enemies, even those who afflict us and those who persecute us. We must be able to pray for them, wish them well, and actually act in reality for their wellness. Today, friends in Christ, if we do all this, we will see how humbly generosity peace. May God continue to bless you and may you need the reward of your sincerity of generosity and kindness to all through Christ our Lord. Amen. The Lord be with you. May almighty God bless you, the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Be assured of my prayers and my blessings always.